by the fans for the fans covering all four major sports in the district of champions it's the dc crossover podcast with your hosts mike cerrone and ben simpson Hello and welcome to another episode of the DC Crossover, episode 140. I am Ben Simpson. That is Mike Cerrone. Glad to have you with us. Follow the show on all social media platforms, Twitter uh, being the main one, uh, the DC Crossover on Twitter and at Cerrone16, but also check out the talk, TikTok, the DC talk. Crossover podcast. That is another good place to be. Uh, a lot to get to on today's episode. The thing I'm most excited to talk about later is the uh, the new slap league uh, that Mike and I are going to be joining. Clearly, and uh, a lot <laughs> yeah, to right. a lot to get to. But I did want to, um, and we will of course be talking about the weekend's uh, games, and then obviously we'll, we'll, we we got to touch on the Wizards a bit. We'll touch on them a little bit tonight, and then I think. We got to give this trade, and of course, those at home know what happened. Rui Hachimura being traded to the Lakers. I think we also got to give the trade a few days and like to marinate a little bit and and, and kind of see, um, you know, see what we think of things in a few days versus our gut reaction for today. So, but we will touch on that a bit and get some kind of immediate thoughts, and then I think we'll break it down a little bit more next week. Uh, so a lot, a lot to get to on the show, Mike. But I, I wanted to start with this. This was something that I had been texting about earlier in the week uh, with you and, and our and our friend Dan and things like that. Uh, there's a video that went viral uh, with these third graders playing basketball, and, and I'll play some of the clips as we're talking here. Where he, and it's already making me laugh. It's these third graders playing, I don't know, it looks like AAU basketball. Pretty sick jerseys, too. And, yeah. you know, they look like idiots because they're third graders, and I was an idiot in third grade. I'm sure you were. Look at a kid flexing. <laughs> so basically, these kids are playing basketball. If you're just listening to the show, they're playing basketball. They're flexing. They're My doing all the, the stuff. Band. like it. Literally, oh, they're firing the arrows, the Wesley Matthews, the Steph Curry moves. Like, this is what, if you're watching the NBA, the kids are basically doing, like, what NBA players do after big buckets or after big right, stops. Right. Like he's doing the too short. <laughs> it's like, yeah. dude, you're all too short. You're all like third, <laughs> in third grade. And uh, it, it's a pretty amazing video. But the issue that I had was after this video came out, uh, and I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll look at some of these, there's some quote tweets that caught my eye, um, you know, uh, over the, 
over the time here. And here's uh, where people actually were taking a look at this and they were like getting mad about it. Like, here's a, a good approach to it. And, you know, KD saying, as a kid, I remember we did what we saw the pros do. Good ass little homies. Um, so, like, he's saying, yeah, yeah, this is cool. Uh, but then you had like this guy, this clown, Elliot Steinmetz. If my kids ever did this, they wouldn't be playing again, which is probably why none of my kids would do this. This isn't just what's wrong with sports. This is what's wrong with society. Jesus. Emotion and energy are great. Showing up to an opponent is, is classless. So you have some, and meanwhile, you've got the right reaction. These people are getting hyped about it. You got, you know, yeah, but you yeah. have, uh, this person says, this is what happens when kids look up to John ja Morant and not Kobe Bryant. Like, what are we talking what? about? What? What are we? T- what are we even talking about? You think Kobe didn't showboat? He literally. Yeah. That was. He was known for that talking s all game long, right. showboating. Like, yeah, he was one of the best ever. Of course, that's right. why he was doing it and could get away with it because he was better than you. It's like. What are you talking about? Uh, if number seven was my son, I'm acting insane on the sideline, probably have to be <laughs> escorted out. What are we doing? Uh, so I had, you know, nobody really responded to this. I had gotten into the mix a little bit, and I had just said, um, you know, it's not that serious after the game. Most of the kids are going to fart in each other's faces and chow down on pizza and Mountain Dew, not discuss the merit of, of sportsmanship. Because, yeah, because this guy had said, I hate this. As a coach or parent, I would never condone this. Respect the game. Respect your opponent. Be humble. This just really takes me off, Mike, because it's like, look, you and I have both coached youth sports. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've been around that. And look, like middle school uh, middle middle school we've we've coached middle schoolers we also coach like late elementary schools you're a gym teacher so you deal with uh you know elementary school age kids all the time it's like yep. look i get it if if these kids were in high school and they're acting like this on a high school varsity basketball team and they're kind of showing up the opponents like hey I understand getting on them a little bit. I mean, they're, they're when they're like 16, 17-year-old kids, it's like, hey, you know what? You're older. You're better than that. You're older than that. These kids are in third grade. Third graders <laughs> are like eight years old. Of course yeah. they're going to be morons and act like idiots, and, and we're suddenly expecting them to treat their opponents with class. It's like, these kids don't even want to be here. They're here because <laughs> their friends are here, and their parents made them, and right. like maybe they like kind of like basketball, which is great, but they're not. Uh, they're not tr- here to protect the sanctity of the game, Mike. They're here just to mess around with their friends. And hey, you want to you want to flex after a three? You're eight years old. Go for it. It's just right. it drives me nuts when the hardos out there get so mad about this stuff, man. It's crazy. So, a the jerseys are sick because Those are if you look at jerseys. them. Okay, people need to go. It's literally a forty second clip. Take forty seconds out of your lives yeah. to go check out the clip. So basically, when you're looking at the jerseys, the jerseys look sick because it's basically a battery, and their their name is charging, and yeah. it's it's black and like lime green, and it looks it looks dope. I mean, I, it's better than you know the jerseys I used to wear back in middle school that were like mesh, and they were oh, like, yeah. oh, it's two sided, just flip it around, and it was like ours gross. just said like Herndon Optimus Basketball. <laughs> And they were like reversible <laughs> white and red jerseys. Yeah. So when you were away, you wore, you wore the white, I guess. The, me- and the mesh when you're one at home, was it like mesh or something. Yeah, exactly. It was a mesh. You wore it over like a t-shirt. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it was so gross. Yeah. And so those ones were were terrible. But these ones, they they made me. So the first time I saw the clip, it made me realize 
This is more so like an AAU ba- basketball. Yeah, game. it looks like because it. typically like AAUs have tons of teams that are in this tournament or whatever it may be. Right. So they're, they're not at some middle school gym or something like that. They have multiple games going on, so it's a bigger, uh, I guess you could say, a bigger complex where they have right. four or five courts going. So that's what it, it looked like to me because I've seen AAU before and whatnot. I haven't coached it, but I've seen it before in those types of, of gyms. So looking at it, and also those jerseys were probably paid for by AAU. Yeah. But you're looking at it and saying, if these kids are quote-unquote, now I'm not saying it for a fact, if they're in AAU, this is very competitive. These are the kids that their parents are like, I'm throwing my kid into AAU when they're, like you said, like third grade, fourth grade, whatever. Right. And the biggest thing about it to me is that you're you're thinking about how competitive AAU is. <laughs> Look at that kid. That one cracks me up every time. Yeah, it's funny. And I love I love the kid with the bandana. Uh, he's, oh, yeah. He's, he's talking mad ass. Yeah. yeah. By the way, check out the YouTube version of our show. If you want to watch these videos and clips that we play, like yeah. that's a big incentive for you to head on over to the YouTube DC crossover. But, yeah, continue. So the biggest thing for me is, like you said, the people out there that sit there and they want their kids to – you know, um, like handshake a guy for not being able to guard you well, like <laughs> during the game or something like that. Or they would say, oh, run, just get back on defense, get back on. Okay, get back on defense is when you're trying to teach the kids fundamentals. These kids are out there in the best gear, all their matching shoes, all this different type of stuff that their parents are just loading the money with for this yeah. kid that's three foot seven that's out there shooting deep balls right in your eye and then doing that little you know down the court where you're you're doing like the the i'm okay like on a scuba dive yeah yeah thing and you know you're going in your eye and stuff like that it's the basically basically what the nba players are doing and that's why i love the guy that said it's it's like you're you know he's throwing a jab at john morant because john morant does that stuff yeah sorry john morant jumps out of the gym yeah and people want to be like him sorry you you're not looking after kobe these kids I probably weren't even speaking when Kobe was playing last. It's yeah, like, these kids, these kids don't need that. And and like, and I was texting with somebody else about this, and and they were they were actually kind of on the other side a little bit. They're like, hey, you know, I get where you're coming from, but uh, you know, I think uh, I don't know. They were talking about a bunch of different stuff, but then I had said, I mean, youth sports. Everyone talks about how youth sports is dying, and kids aren't playing sports anymore because they're inside playing video games and they're doing this and that. It's like you want kids to play sports. Show them videos of other kids playing sports and having fun. That looks fun yeah, to me. Yeah, if I'm a right. kid, if I'm an eight year old kid, and let's say I've never played basketball <laughs> before, or, or you know, I've, I've I play basketball with my friends, but I've never played it organized or something like that. And hey, look, I'm, uh, you know, not every kid's going to be able to go play AAU, but I watch that and I go, that looks pretty fun. I mean, that kid's right, dancing, right. they're hitting threes, they're having a good time, they're playing with their friends. Like that looks fun to me. You want more kids to play youth sports? Show kids having fun playing youth sports. There's no highlight tape of. Uh, handshakes after the game and got and kids taking charges and things like that. It's like, no, you want to see the kids do a little dance, do a little shimmy after hitting a big yeah. shot, have some fun. Right. And, and that's, that's the thing that I look at is this again, I'm going back to the, the comment that the guy said, this is why, you know, you should look up to Kobe or something like that. <laughs> you realize that Patrick Ewing is the head coach of Georgetown basketball and they are in dire times right now in a storied program right? because they thought, oh, it's Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing is going to be able to bring in these recruits because of his name. 
those kids weren't even alive when he was playing. Yeah, they don't care. They don't know who Patrick Ewing is. No. Yeah, maybe they say, oh, look, let me go look at his Nick tapes. But they're not going to see him in the 80s or something like that playing basketball yeah. for Georgetown. It makes no sense. So you're looking at it and saying that these types of people, these types of parents, you know, they're, they're just the type of people that, oh, we want our all of our kids to do well. Well, maybe if your kid didn't ride his ass on the bench right. and, and, and didn't get a chance because this guy's draining threes in his eye and the coach is pissed off that he's not playing defense, then get off Twitter and relax and tell your kid to go to the park and try to practice a little bit. I mean, honestly – if, if I was doing that stuff, yeah, maybe my dad might tell me after the game or or even say my name because my dad used to – It's also different. It's also different. Like, yeah, when, we yeah, get, when right. you and I grew up, yeah, that's the type of thing where, like, kids weren't necessarily really doing that because the parents were, were definitely not going to really let you right, do that. Right. Things have changed. Times have changed. There's cameras everywhere. There's video – there's TikTok everywhere. There's video clips everywhere. NBA players are, are doing all these crazy dances. Like, things are different. Like, everyone just needs to get with the times. Things are more fun. Uh, right. Uh, you know, with the basketball stuff. But, yeah, by the time you get to middle school, you can't do that stuff. Like, I get it. It's like, yeah, yeah. You, your dad's going to well, beat for, your butt. <laughs> here, here's the thing. For us, uh, obviously, we grew up in a different time. But my biggest thing is when I'm looking at this situation, playing devil's advocate to our initial viewpoint sure. is when you're when you're looking at a kid sit there and gloat and do different things like that. I've seen clips, and I know you know the kid that um, they went one-on-one uh, in this TikTok video, and this was old. This 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 is an older video. Yeah, Julian where, Newman. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the kid's name. I forgot his exact name, but it's, I'm pretty sure, obviously you probably would know too. That's why I said it. That kid was all this gloat and oh this I'm yep. this I'm great I'm great. Didn't end up growing and ended up being <laughs> one of the shortest kids out there. Yeah, that's and then Julian getting, Newman. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. getting blocked everywhere, and then then his dad was supposedly in the news or something like that. All this different stuff. You have to make sure that you humble your kids, but when they're on the court and they're, they're like the dancing part, that's hilarious. I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't like the dancing. <laughs> it's a little much. It's a little but, much. I admit but, it. Yeah. But yeah. if you're talking trash, it's like you don't know what that kid. On the also, other that was th- during like a timeout. It's not like the kid was like <laughs> yeah. doing it in the middle of the floor. It's like it looked like he might have even been before the game. But I, I get where you're coming from. I think look like. Uh, I think, but that's part of the growing up is if you yeah. are gonna gloat. And then get your, you know, your ass handed to you. It's like that's that's a learning experience. So it's like, right, yeah, right. let the kids have fun. And hey, if they if they uh, you know try to show up their opponent and their opponent you know beats their ass, then okay, well th- there you go. You just learn from that. Like you know now you now you know like hey maybe I should be a little more, bit more humble. But we don't need to do it all for them. Let them learn it a little bit. Well, it's I would just say crazy. I would say more so that the the parents or or adults or whoever's commenting on Twitter. I would say ninety percent of those that are against this yeah. is are, are are the parents that have the kids in the other team that right. are that right. are, oh oh they're hurting their feelings yeah. and yeah. all this oh they, they they need to have camaraderie and and you know if they're gonna go eat pizza after the game make sure they share a slice yeah yeah and, and like right, all the right. share a slice for the guy that's that that's carrying the water bottle with you want to learn a lesson <laughs> have a guy have that kid do that dance in front of you after he just hit a three in your face. <laughs> There's a lesson for you. There's a life lesson. It's like, oh, there are kids better than me, and they're gonna make sure I know it. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's just, again, not a giant deal, but it was, it was something that really kind of the responses, the responses pissed me off. But that's why it's good to see a guy. Like, I mean, look, I'm not the biggest KD fan, but it's good to see him and some of these other guys come out yeah. and be like, hey, you, you guys do you. Like this is fun. You see us do it. You're doing it. Like this is. It's all about. We're, we're playing a stupid game. We're putting a ball through a, a rim. It's like, are we really taking <laughs> things this seriously? 
I do. We'll save your your topic for next week because we have so much to get into. I do want to hear about it though. Uh, but let let's hit the rewind machine. We'll cover a little bit of what happened in the previous week in DC sports. Uh, not a whole lot in the the Nats land this week, so I don't really have much to report there. So let's just move right into the Caps, Mike. Going into the Caps, 25, 18, and 6, fourth in the Metropolitan Division. First, they beat the Islanders on Monday, 4-3 in overtime, so that was good to get two points there. Orlov scores a winning goal in overtime. Also had an assist in the game. Oshie, Wilson, and Hathaway also score, so it's great to see Tom Wilson get on the board. And yeah. Darcy Kemper only allowed three, three goals on 30 shots, so it's not great. Still 90%, but not great. Uh, but overall, we'll take it. Lost to Minnesota on Tuesday, 4-2. Faravari and Strom scored. Not yeah, not much to else to talk about on that one. Yeah, let's be honest here. Uh, they beat the Coyotes finally. And obviously, they had that one implosion. I remember watching it at a bar uh, against the Coyotes where they, I think the Coyotes scored like three goals in like the last five minutes to win. Um, that was uh, insane earlier this year. I think it was like two or three months ago. Uh, but they beat the Coyotes like they should, 4-0 on Thursday. Strome with two goals. Milano and Wilson also score. The Tom Wilson's now playing really well, uh, getting his feet, his skates back under him after being out for so long. Darcy Kemper with a shutout, 26 saves, which was great. Lost to Vegas on, on uh, Saturday, 6-2, which that wasn't great <laughs> at, at all. Uh, Oshie and Johansson scored. Uh, Lindgren allowed two goals on nine shots, and Kemper, I believe, was pulled after letting four goals on 18 shots. So, obviously, if you're seeing Lindgren go out there and, uh, and allow two goals on nine shots, you have to sit sit there and say, uh, maybe, maybe both these guys aren't having a great night. Uh, but you just got to chalk that one as an L. And overall, just looking at the standings, the Caps now at 56 points in first wild card spot. Two points up on the Pens, which, again, I think you're starting to see just slightly that the Pens and also the Caps are starting to show some age here a little bit. They used to be yeah. at the top of the standings more so. Now, again, like I said last week, you know, they're getting their skates under them with Tom Wilson, Nick Backstrom back and all that stuff. They've been out for so long. But some of the pens have been hurt, so on and so forth. Obviously, um, you're, you're having uh, some guys over on the pens having issues as well with health. Uh, but you're looking at it right now and saying these two teams, you know, they, they might start fighting back once they start getting healthier. And the Caps right now are getting healthier. So we shall see what happens come All-Star break. Now moving on to the Washington Wizards, who are making moves and, I, I guess, staying bad? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. But first, uh, they did play three games here this past week, did win two of the three. They currently are 20-26, and 26, 12th place in the Eastern Conference. They lost to Golden State on Monday, 127-118. Uh, Curry, big game for him, 41, pool with 32. This was on that hol Monday holiday, so you had the day game. You had a lot of uh, a lot of Golden State fans at this game, I will say. Uh, KP, 32 points on the night. Koo, 16, 11, and 5, but bad shooting night, 5 for 20 from the field. So we got a lot from the stripe. Uh, beat the Knicks on Wednesday, 116-105. Beal came. This was his return after missing five straight games. He scored 18. Nice uh, return for him. Kuz, 27 points. Wizards never trailed once in this one. KP, 22, 11, and 5 for him. And they beat the Magic on Saturday, as they should. 138, 118. Rui, 30 point night. Kuz with 25. Beal with 17. As uh, when it comes to Rui, we have a little bit of things to talk Washington about here. So we do have the completed 
true. Well, I don't know. I mean, they always do like the physicals and stuff like that. But uh, the news that broke, I mean, that was just a few hours ago when this came right, out, right. Uh, where the Los Angeles Lakers trade for Rui Hachimura. Uh, they send three second round picks plus Kendrick Nunn. The, the way the picks are going to work, I believe uh, one of them is for, for next next draft or the draft after, and then the other ones are like 2028, 2029 uh, sort of thing there. So, well, I, I think, but I think that the next pick, and again, I'll, I'll find the, find the tweet, but I believe the next pick is sh- actually Chicago's pick. And it, so it actually should be a, I mean, it's still a second round pick, but it still should be somewhat decent. Um, yeah, it's, it's the 2023 second round via Chicago, 2029 LA second, and then whatever is the less favorable uh, Washington or LA second in 2028. So, I mean, we're still we're, we're talking about second round picks here, so we're we're definitely not uh, getting too excited here. Uh, the consensus early on, and again, this is why we're saying like, hey, it might take a few days for us to fully digest this. The early consensus, at least from what I've seen on social media and things like that, is that the Lakers, quote unquote, won this trade. But obviously, you and I both know we've been doing this a long time that you can't really declare a one team winning the trade yet because. You don't even know the, the 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 guys haven't played for the other team yet. The picks haven't happened yet. Like you know, you can't really say if somebody's won or lost. But at least on the grading side of things, it seems like a lot of folks are are giving the Lakers a higher grade than the Wizards on this. Purely, it seems just based around the return that the Wizards get. Uh, three second round picks, a couple of them being quite quite a while in the future, uh, and then. You and I also know in the NBA, second-round picks are really just – I mean, if we already know first-rounders are also kind of a crapshoot. Second-rounders are a prayer. Like, you may may get us – like, guy like Jordan Clarkson was a second-round pick. A guy like Draymond Green was a second-round pick. Like, you may get lucky. Those guys come around once in a while. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, especially you look at the history of this team drafting in the second round, you're not getting home a whole lot of value there. So they're, they're, they're more – they could be used for uh, they're more trade change. Assets and they're they're like more that. change. Like it's basically yeah. like if if you needed to buy, I don't know, just just, just I don't know, say, say a pack of cigarettes or something like that, and you go out and it's five thirty five thirty two, and you're like, oh, I got some change in my pocket. That's what a second round pick is. I got Pretty a five dollar bill, which is a first down, a, a first round pick, and then you give them you know a quarter, which is a second round pick because they like you said they hardly ever work out. Yeah, um, exactly, yeah. exactly. So. so you know, it, we'll see. Like right now, CBS Sports gives the Lakers an A minus on the trade, and they give uh, the Wizards a D minus. Um, there's the, the commentary here. The Wizards didn't make things worse with this trade. That's about as much credit as they deserve. They didn't take on any long term salary. They didn't give away picks in the grand scheme. This isn't a harmful trade. It's just a disappointing one. Um, just that. Rui, we just talked about it. He scored 30 points the other night. He's shown a lot of really great flashes. So it is disappointing that while this isn't a guy you necessarily build around the team or anything, it seemed like he could have been a decent role player. And in the NBA, you really need some of these types of guys. And now he's gone. And that, that's kind of disappointing, Mike. That That's the one thing that I'm looking at with this trade is the, the initial, the initial, uh, I guess you could say, uh, what do you want to call it? the initial analysis of how this team right now was built is that there was too many forwards on this team, which makes sense. Uh, Rui was coming off as a six man. Kuz was starting. But the biggest thing about this trade is that 
is it really all that that we're going to see from Tommy Shepard? Is Tommy Shepard going to ship off Kuzma too? Because right. the biggest thing was, you know, I heard that, oh, will they trade Rui or will they trade Kuzma? Or are they going to trade anybody? And we've seen over the last three years that Tommy Shepard has made some of the biggest moves, I would say, or I should say the um, a quantity of moves uh, through trades, um, through this uh, entire NBA that the Wizards have made. Um, granted, yes, some have worked out, some haven't, what whatnot, but you're, you're looking at how is this all that we're going to see before the trade deadline? Because the biggest thing is I don't want them to sit there and say, all right, we, we, we made a move. Let's go sign Kuzma. Like, Kuzma doesn't want to be here. He's already vocalized that. He's already said that before. And and the biggest thing for me is if you're going to trade one, you got to trade the other. Unless you traded Kuzma and you said, we're going to build around you, Rui. We're going to try to get you some money. Now it's not going to be a huge deal, but it's going to be a, 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 a max, or I, I guess you say the maximum you can get at your position and production, not the maximum you're going to get as a contract. Yeah, but yeah. You know what I'm saying. Not so, Beal money. Exactly. So you're going to get that type of money where you're going to go out there, average 15 and seven or something like that, which is great. Right now, I think he's averaging like 13 points or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I think it's 13, yeah. So if you think about it, he was playing 24-ish minutes a game. Kuz is playing a little bit more. If you take Kuzma off the floor and you start Rui, you know, who knows about Rui's longevity throughout a game if he gets better and stronger throughout the game. Uh, but you're looking at it and saying if he plays more, he's obviously going to average more. So if he goes out there and averages, say, like I said, like a 17 and 7 or something like that, that's a good player. And that, that that's going to, you know, bode well for you in contracts. But the problem is that when I look at it, it was either a trade coups, keep Rui, or trade both of them. It's not a, oh, we're just going to trade Rui and see, you know, if Kuzma, because that would be a ginormous fail. And you know how. You know, we talked about it today. You know how I'm, I'm kind of, you know, still on the fence with Tommy Shepard. I, I back him up a little bit because I think he's doing well in certain aspects. Um, but obviously, when you're comparing him to Ernie Grunfeld, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not like you're comparing mountains to hills. You're comparing, right. you know, <laughs> not, not, not that great against not that great ever. Um, but you're looking at it, just saying that I, I think they have to trade Kuzma because if they don't trade Kuzma. Then you're going to sit there and not get anything for the guy with arguably his best year as a pro. When you have a guy that goes out there on an expiring contract and he has a great year, you have to figure out something. Because if you're still in limbo, which we are, like we're still going under the limbo stick, we feel like we're going to fall, but then somehow like we're, we're, we're still up, which makes no sense. That, that, that's just the, how the Wizards are. And if you're going to have a, a star that you flipped for the Russell uh, Westbrook trade, and you're, you're going to say, oh, man, this guy actually is panning out for us, but he doesn't really want to be here. Why can't you go out and get a first and some role player or whatever right, right. To, to, to trade later or something like that? Because my biggest thing is if you can go get a first-round pick, okay, and I said it, said it to you earlier, if you can trade Kuzma, get a first-round pick, Porzingis, no matter if people like him or not, his, his expiring contract is next year. He also has a player option. So you could trade him next year. Now, I'm not exactly sure about no trade clauses and stuff like that. But if you're able to trade him, why don't you trade him too? Get two first-round picks. Bada-bing, bada-boom. You got four first-round picks in the next two years. Why don't you go out there and do that? Because you still got guys like Denny who, and I even said in our text, Denny is like 
15 years old still. Like, the guy is still, like, in high school. I mean, it's unbelievable how he's been on our team for a couple years or whatever, and the guy's still, like, 19, 21 years old or something like that. Why don't you use that guy? Why don't you use some others? Obviously, Beal wants to actually play for once this season. And then just try to build the team around those first-round picks because right now, you, you can't be doing all this, oh, well, well we're going to teeter-totter. We're gonna te- you can't be on the playground the entire, uh, I guess, be on, a, uh, on the teeter-totter for the entire the entirety of your organization. I don't even know what to say. Right, right. No, I, it's just how it is. I, I, it is. It is an issue, and it's what we've seen from this team here for a while now. And, um, you know, they just don't know what they want to do. They don't know if they want to be – a bad team and tank and get those first round picks or, or you know blow it up trade everybody away and get those picks or if they want to just go all in pushing all the chips and let's go make a bit let's trade away the you know the future to for for now sort of thing and like they you're not really seeing them do that either as far as like hey let's go get rid of our picks but let's bring in guys that we can make the playoffs we can be a top five team in the east like we can contend that sort of thing they're not doing that either they're they've been, they're living in that. 11, 12, 13th best team in the East type realm, which is the worst possible place to be. And the the part that really stinks is, yeah, I mean, this is an ideal thing where you you have a draft a guy like Rui. He has some really good flashes here and there. Was he always fantastic? No, but he, you know, he's still relatively young. He's 24. uh, And he's a guy who, came up through the organization and and that's and then when you reach this point where he is you make that decision of hey do we want to give him a qualifying offer do we want to keep him around for another year you know what do we want to do with him and uh, number uh, number nine pick in the draft now is gone and this team has not given extensions to first round lottery picks uh, I read today since like Troy Brown Jr. and then now he's not even on the team anymore either so it's like they're not they're drafting guys that they are not keeping. You're going through three, four seasons of them, and then they're they're walking out the door, which is not ideal. That's not really why you're drafting lottery guys. You're drafting them as cornerstone pieces for your team. And Denny is is a good example there too. I mean, he is he's 22 right now. He has this season. He has next season, and then the team can decide for that 2024, 2025 season if they want to extend him the qualifying offer uh, or not or he'll become a restricted free agent sort of thing. So, you know, there, there's that's another guy that I could see the Wizards letting him walk out the door too, and that's another guy who was a high pick. So there's just – they don't seem to be – it's either a little bit of not necessarily drafting the best guys and a little bit of not sticking with the guys that you draft, or there just is seems to be a disconnect and confusion around – what the plan is. And so I'm with you. I trade away everybody at this point. I don't care. I mean, the team is so bad. You might as well just trade guys and, and see what you can get in the draft. There's some pretty good draft classes coming up. Rebuild, tank for a while. I mean, do whatever. But staying at 12 in the East is pointless. It's pointless uh, right now because it, it doesn't help you in either way. Because honestly, when you're looking at their uh, standings in the league right now, they're sixth worst. I mean, the other teams that are around their positioning, you know, the Pistons, but the Pistons have had some decent draft picks. Yeah, uh, they're rebuilding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The Magic, they're kind of all over the place, but they got some decent pieces. They got some young guys, yeah. So you're looking at the teams surrounding you, and the biggest thing that you do when you compare teams around you is, uh, I should say, is do they have a future or do we have a future? 
And right now, you have to lean towards them because they have the high picks. Those are the ones who win the lottery or are in the top five consistently. The problem is that when you see the Wizards, and I said it in our text today, that basically you can't go out there and create a championship organization if you don't trade for superstars or trade for at least stars in general. Because I would say like Porzingis is like a star. Uh, Beal is probably a star when he's healthy. But they're not superstars. So that's the biggest thing is, and they're also not playing together either because Beal's always hurt now. Uh, so my biggest fear is that if you don't trade for stars and also if you don't draft high draft picks because you can't build an organization from the ground up, you know, drafting ninth or 11th or anything like that because right. it's funny when you look at the, the draft lottery, I guess you could say rankings because whenever you – see us go out there and they're like all right the wizards have a a seven percent chance to get the first pick and then a 12 percent chance and it keeps going up and up and up but then they're like but they have a 10 percent chance to get the ninth and the tenth pick and of course they're like a ping pong ball a washington wizard oh we and always, of course we, we're always they picking say, ninth or, yeah, they, or they say us first like that. and the funny thing Every is time. that you look at look at the Nats. The last is, I mean, they had the highest percentage with the Pirates as well, and the Pirates got the first one. We got the second one, but we still got the second one. So it's like they sucked, and it's like, I mean, baseball is a little easier to suck because you can put like all these random people out there. At right. least in the NBA, you know, you have a salary cap. You know, the Oakland A's typically suck all the time because they don't have any money. You know, in the Rays, uh, sim- similar situation. Even though the Rays have been good as of late, but you're just looking at this Wizards team, and we said it last week, embrace the suck. I mean, literally, just embrace it. Because if you don't, then all of a sudden you're going to be in this limbo situation, teeter-tottering back and forth on the playground for the rest of your life because there, there, there's no you know, end in sight. Okay, When you spin your wheels, okay, yeah, you may be going forward, but if there's no finish line to where you want to be, then, then you're literally just going around the NASCAR track, and, it, and it's not going to ever end. Everyone's going to leave the stadium and the flag guy's falling asleep up there. and He's not going to wave the checkered flag because you haven't got to the end yet. And that's the biggest thing is you have to sit there and really think to yourself, what are we doing here? Because we've been through this gauntlet of trading guys and trying to get this guy to match up with this guy. At some point, you got to try something new. Right. I mean, they always say, oh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, you know what? This old dog is pathetic. And this yeah. old dog needs to learn some new tricks, they, like building from the ground up. They got to figure it, it out. No, you made a good point in that. You, you look at the other teams in the East that are around where the Wizards are. You you look at them, and they have some exciting pieces. I mean, look at the – we talk about the Pistons. All right, they've got Cade Cunningham, number one pick. He's going to be coming back next season. He's hurt right now. They got Jaden Ivey. They got Duran. They've, they've got young pieces yeah. that they are thinking, hey, two, three years from now, we might be pretty good with these guys. You look at a team like the Hornets. I mean, yeah, they probably should be better than they are, but they have LaMelo Ball. This is a guy yep, that was yep, yep. you know rookie of the year guy, you know that sort of thing. So they have P.J. Washington. They've got some young guys that they're excited about. The Magic, yeah, are the Magic bad? But sure, but guess what? They got... One of the Jaylen best rookies Suggs. in the league in Panchero, uh, Bancaro. They've got Bull Bull, who's having a career resurgence. They've got uh, Cole Anthony. They've got Jalen Suggs. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got some young pieces that they're excited about. These are teams that are bad. I mean, the Raptors, we talked about them. But a lot of their core is under 25. So they have some young guys that they're excited for, too. 
they're all these teams, when you look at the Wizards next to all of them, the Wizards have nobody coming up through the ranks that is exciting anymore. I mean, Rui was one of those guys. He's now gone. Denny is not necessarily that type of guy. He's like, hey, this is a good defensive role guy. He's not really much more than that. Corey Kispert, he's not really opening a ton of eyeballs here and there. There's really, you look at this roster, we know uh, Johnny Davis was one of the worst picks the Wizards will have ever (laughs) made. Uh, There's really not a lot of young guys coming through the ranks to be excited about. The, for the next generation for of Wizards fans, it's it's uh, guys like you know they have Monte Morris and Taj Gibson and Will Barton like these aren't the next future for of for the Washington Wizards. So there's there's really not a lot of young guys to be excited about right now, which is why you got to get it in the draft. You got to figure it out, get some picks, get some assets. It's a perfect build spot. In the draft. You have to it's, figure it, it out. You have a perfect spot right now where you're kind of in in the tank for for the most part because you're you're like I said. You are sixth worst in the NBA right now. Your number one overall player, if you want to argue that, Bradley Beal, has been hurt so much this year. Yeah. Okay. Brittle. And we've seen that from other teams in this area as well, where, you know, if your player's out for a while, just sit them out, like Strasburg, for instance. So you also see Porzingis right now playing pretty well for the most part, and somehow he's out there and not getting hurt, which was a knock against him in the past. But you're also say, saying right now that this is a perfect spot. You got a guy that you ended up trading for and got rid of Russ's contract playing the best of his career. Go out there, get a first-round pick and a role player. Or get a first-round pick, and because I think he's only going to command one first-round pick. I don't think he's going to get two. Um, but you get a first-round pick and a role player that you could possibly flip. Okay, Then you go out there, and you end up trading Porzingis next year because he's having a great year this year. And he has an expiring contract. So you get rid of him, get a first-round pick. And like I said earlier, if you get four first-round picks, you have to be in the first round. And if you go out there and trade it to, say, the Bulls, or you trade them to somebody, I don't don't even know who you want to say. If you go trade these guys to a team that might not be in the lottery, but it's going to have a top-20 pick, I mean, the Lakers, for instance, the Lakers, who knows what's going to happen with them? I mean, they're, they're, they're three games below 500, and they have Russell Westbrook, who used to be one of the best stat guys in the league, LeBron James. Yeah, you got Rui now, but Rui's not going to change the culture of that, that organization in, in a fell swoop. But you're looking at it and saying, if you can get a first-round pick for one of these teams to get two in the top 20, now you got some room to work. Because think about it. If you say, hey, I want to trade with the Magic. The Magic had the third overall pick. We have the sixth overall pick. I'll include this other first-round pick, and I'll give you this first-round pick, give you ours, and we'll swap. We get the number three pick, and we go get, like you said, a Jaden Ivey or a, or a fantastic guy that can go out there and play. Look at John Morant. I kept saying it, and I've said it from the beginning. John Morant should have been the number one overall pick in that draft. Now, arguably, Zion's still a really good player, but John Morant is transcendent. I mean, that guy is literally a great, great superstar. And yeah, he's a franchise you get, guy. Yeah, you can get him at sure. the second round, the second overall pick. So if you swap something or do this or do that, whatever you can do, I mean, that's the thing, especially with the Pistons. They're getting a lot of guards. We need a guard, okay? I don't care what everyone says. We need a guard. Play Gafford more, hey, please. You got Johnny and Davis. Just, we, we okay, Davis. Yeah. We're selling Johnny them. Davis is going to be waxing the floors with his jersey. Johnny Davis not is not being used. There was, there, there's been photos going around how Johnny Davis, when he came to the Wizards, he's like changed his shot now because we've messed with him so much that his knees are like knocking together on his shots. It's just, it, it's pathetic. By <laughs> the way, Barkley on the golf course. <laughs> for, yeah, it literally is terrible. By the way, shout out 
ex-wizard Thomas Bryant last night. 31 points, 14 rebounds for the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers are now the Wizards' cast-off team because they've got Troy Brown Jr., they got Thomas Bryant, uh, they've got Russ. Hey, he was here for a bit, and then now right. they're going to have Rui. It is literally a Washington Wizards roster on this team, and those are all guys that are playing well. It's crazy. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Um, Let's switch over to, to football briefly because I did want to talk about this. We are the commanders. There is a uh, new sports book that opened up uh, in, uh, in, at, at FedEx Field here. Um, this is the Fanatics, Fanatics sports book as we are looking at some of the uh, video footage there. Whoa. So you've got all the TVs there. So that so that's that's live. That's like a opening right now. It just opened today, okay, or yesterday. It's so it's, these are all the betting kiosks. Um, so it is eight. Dramatics. There's eight betting windows, twenty one self service betting kiosks, full service restaurant area with thirty eight TVs and two LED video walls. Um, and this this is the NFL's first ever sports book inside a stadium, I believe. Some other team has one, but it's outside the stadium. This is the first one inside uh, the stadium. So this is the, the, the big thing here with Fanatics, uh, who are just now getting into the sportsbook game. This is like one of their big moves uh, to do so. And there is going right. to still be a, a merch store here as well. Um, uh, so let me pause it there. So, yeah, so, you know, pretty cool setup it looks like. You've got, you know, yeah, you've got the big LED wall. You've got obviously a bunch of TVs here. Right. Uh, pretty yeah. pretty regular table like restaurant type tables here. I mean, this is the future. This is like what stadiums are going to have. I know the Wizards obviously now they've got their betting uh, place set up right there downtown, and now BetMGM, uh, right? Yeah, and then the Nats yeah. have theirs now. Um, I, I mean, I haven't been in a Nats game in forever, so I haven't seen the Nats <laughs> one, but they have they believe I, I believe have one attached to theirs as well. Yep. Um, and so yeah, this is what. This is what every team has, and it makes it makes sense, Mike. I mean, like to have a, a, a good upscale betting area, people are going to be spending their money. Obviously, at the casino part, they're also going to be buying drinks and buying food, and like this is and and getting to watch all these different TVs and games. You know, th this is what people want. Now, look, I'm not driving to Landover to go do this, but you know, yeah. uh, it, yeah. for for the local crowd, I get it. I think it makes sense because the one note is. Uh, no bets can be placed when the commanders are playing at home. So it's not like you're going to a commander's game and placing bets uh, at the game. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I th I th that I was thought a stipulation I, re I, I read. Yeah. I interpreted that as you you can't place a wager on the commanders. Well, I assumed that as – yeah, that because that's always the case. But it did say – I mean, it doesn't make sense that you wouldn't be able to go in here during a, a commander's game because it's like, then why are we having this? So maybe right. that was just weird phrasing. Um, because yeah, it it definitely uh, I don't, whatever we'll look into it, it but yeah, but yeah. It, it could be something else. But but I, I think honestly, when you look at it, it's great to have that. But you you think about it, just seeing the video and the pictures and all that kind of stuff of what it's gonna be or what it is, I just think it's too small. Because if you think about it, it is small. It is like like you said. What am I gonna drive down Arena Drive? To go to the Fanatics Sportsbook inside FedEx Field, like I don't want to do that. That's just, that's kind of stupid because think about it. Going to to FedEx Field first of all sucks for us because we're in Virginia, but also the the sole fact that why would I want to drive to to FedEx Field to go sit in this I don't know 
It's it's what it's a fifty tables or something like that. Like it's not a yeah. huge sports book. But plus the one at Verizon Center or or, or whatever. So Cap, here's Cap one. Well, it's not here, that big either. I found so I found this tweet here. Uh, so and I'll I'll try to zoom in, but um, you can there, just read it off. It does say, "Jeez, uh, oh, where where did that go?" Of course. Oh, here. Uh, it does say game day policy in accordance with the NFL's commercial gambling policy. The sports book will be open with food and beverage services, but will not take any bets on the dates of Washington commanders home games. So that apparently, so they'll be open and you can watch games and stuff. They will not be taking any bets. So what you're telling me though, is that's just another place to eat yeah. overpriced food at FedEx field. Cause yeah. I mean, who, so even, if, even if you live in Landover, okay. All gambling now, pretty much, is on mobile devices. Why are you going to sit there and say, "Yeah, I think I'm going to go place my bet at the Fanatics Sportsbook," which I don't even right. I didn't even heard of the Fanatics Sportsbook it's brand new. ever. It's, I believe it's brand new. It says like hours of operation. It's open seven days a week, 10 a.m. to midnight. Um, you can park. Parking is free and available in Lot H. Um, but yeah, I don't understand. unless Fanatics is giving me free gear. On the side for using their sports book, I'll, I'll be passing. Five thousand okay. square feet, eight betting windows, twenty-one self-service betting kiosks. Uh, this just doesn't. Yeah, this doesn't make sense. Why would I? Why would I go here? Why would I go <laughs> here and 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 likely spend a lot more money on? Uh, and yeah, this person said not being able to bet during Commanders home games defeats this entire thing. <laughs> it does. Because yeah, it's like why. Why would I drive all the way there to go not be able to bet on anything during the game? Yeah. It doesn't yeah, this doesn't make any sense. So this is it, it, this it's is very stupid. confusing <laughs> because because it, it's it's one of those things that it's it's like why am I gonna I mean if if you're gonna go there I, I now obviously there's laws and different things like that. If you're gonna right. go there and try to try to bet Again, you're not going to do it and say, like, well, I'm getting off work. Let me go to FedEx Field. Like, Yeah, right. Like, Let me go drive like, to the worst place on earth <laughs> to go bet when I can just go do that at my house on my toilet. I can place, uh, you know, oh, yeah. four, four-leg parlays while I'm squeezing out, a, you know, a little parlay of my own. And it's like, why would I drive to the worst stadium, the worst stadium in the league, drive right. there in, in one of the, like, most annoying to access part. First of all, no one's driving there during the weekday. Who wants to get on 495 or and deal with all that crap on a weekday right. and drive to FedEx Field to go park, to go spend $25 for a tiny little cheesesteak or something, and then right. place bets when I can just and probably pay $10 for a beer because it's Dan Snyder. You know, he's not charging cheap when I can just do that at my house. It does. Well, the best, it the best part sense. is. It might it might be the best parking you have available because no one's going to be there. So the whole right, yeah, it, free. You'll have your pick of the litter. I mean, the only person that's going to be going to that is residents of Landover, Maryland, that have yeah. nothing to do on a weekday uh, evening uh, yeah. in 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 you know uh, April when the yeah. season's not going on. You know, it's like can't wait, can't. Hey, honey, what do you want to do? Let's go to the fanatic. I can't wait for that commercial. Yeah, that commercial is going to be the best. Oh, uh, let's go. I, I don't know. I, I feel a little frisky tonight. Let's go to the fanatic sports book. Oh, that's a great idea, honey. And they also, go, are they we go. not getting a new stadium <laughs> at some point? <laughs> so why are we There's, building? They're this? throwing more money into this thing. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's a last ditch effort for him to make some cash because I have no idea. That's what. That's got to be it. It's got to be a I, money grab. 
I don't know if you heard that. Obviously, right now, uh, apparently Jeff Bezos is back, quote unquote, in. Okay. If he sells the Washington Post, apparently, uh, I I didn't read the whole article. I just heard like the the headline that apparently he could be back in if he sells the Post. Right. But also, they've been saying that he's probably going to wait out for the Seahawks gig. Um, and see if he can get that organization because he lives in Seattle. But, I, I mean, honestly, at this point, someone just buy the team so we can move on. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of sick and tired of – this is like getting old now just talking about it. Like, who's going to buy the team? You yeah. know, it's like – It's it's the worst. And now – but, hey, now they got the Fanatic Sportsbook, which will probably be out of business in three years. Like, what are we what are we talking about here? Fanatics I mean, is not going <laughs> to magically jump into the sports betting game when all these guys have been around forever, DraftKings yeah. and FanDuel and all that stuff. Shout out to our boys Shout DraftKings. We'll talk about Draft them in a bit. Hey, DK. Uh, well, just to round out the football conversation, of course, playoff games over the weekend. Jags over uh, – sorry, Chiefs over Jags, 27-20. Eagles over Giants, 38-7. A <laughs> shellacking there. Uh, Bengals over the Bills, a little surprising, in Buffalo, 27-10. Right, right. And then the Niners over the Cowboys uh, last night, 19-12. Kind of an ugly game. I'm just a bunch of field goals and missed extra points. The only game to talk about was the first game. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was really the only exciting one. I mean, the second one was a blowout. Third one, I mean, the Bills were basically beaten down from the start. They went down 14 nothing in the first quarter. Like, this wasn't a – they were never in that game uh, mm-hmm. for the most part. And then, yeah, the, the Cowboys looked pretty bad all night. The Niners just looked a little less bad, and they were able to get the win. So I'm still str- strong with my Eagles Super Bowl pick here. I, I honestly, especially now after this weekend, I mean, really, I, I will say, obviously, the Bills did look pretty good. I mean, I could definitely see an Eagles-Bills – or sorry, not Bills, Bengals. I could definitely see an Eagles Bengals Super Bowl uh, right. here, but I could also, I mean, Chiefs Bengals should be a good game. I feel like the Eagles are going to blow out the Niners. Huh. I mean, I personally think that the Niners are going to win that game. Niners do have a good defense. I, I well, you know, obviously, we'll, we'll hint to that in a little bit, but yeah, I, I think overall, when you're looking at it, the Niners, I just think that the 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 Cowboys have a pretty good defense. Now the Eagles have a pretty good defense as well, but you're looking at it and saying, yes, Brock Purdy you know, is, you know, basically who he is, but it's not like he got shellacked or beaten down. I mean, they, Robbie Gold had like three field goals. So that means they were in field goal range for a lot of the game. So, sure. you know, when you scored 19, I th- what was that? He scored, he he got like, uh, geez, he might've got, how many field goals is that? He got, I, no, I feel he like got he three. Hit, yeah, he, he, he got had three. three. Yeah. yeah, so he had three. I, was, I had to do the math real quick. So he had three, okay? They had two touchdowns. So you're looking at it and saying, I believe it's two touchdowns. Um, yeah, I, uh, I might be might be wrong on that. Yeah, or no, did he no, hit four and four, then they got four? Four. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> the match is four all and they got a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. So you you think about it, they're they're Robbie playing Gould well. Show. Yeah. And uh, you know, overall, I think that personally, when you're looking at them playing the Eagles, I think the Eagles are going to have more trouble with their defense, the Niners' defense, than the than the Niners are going to have with the Eagles' defense. Sure. Because yes, the Eagles' defense. You know they do have some playmakers. They got Brandon Graham. They do have Fletcher Cox. They got Darius Slay. They got guys in the back end, but those guys aren't Nick Bosa. You know those guys aren't Fred Warner. You know those guys. I mean, the thing about the the Niners' defense is that yes, their their passing defense is mid pack, but overall you're looking at the front seven, and that's ferocious. And the thing about the the Eagles, what they do best is running the football. And if you can limit Jalen. And actually make sure that your front seven can get pressure during the pass and so on and so forth. I think that's going to be boding well for them. But 
for overall, me, I think the Bengals uh, are going to take down the Chiefs for the fourth straight game. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I, I think it's going to be uh, – we're going to get – we still got some pr- plenty of good football to go. <laughs> the most exciting thing I want to talk about this entire show oh boy, look is, at that guy. is the slap league. I mean, have you seen this video? This one is nuts. So we're watching the slap league video. Watch this guy's face after this slap. His face is – so you'll see it in this next <laughs> shot. Look at it. His face is – like, look at his mouth. His face is completely lopsided. Here, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go back a little bit. I mean, again, watch the YouTube if you want to watch these videos or the talk. I mean, look his. <laughs> what is? He looks like an ogre. His face like went got lopsided. I mean, this is insane. <laughs> this is the new slap <laughs> you league. <laughs> you play the sound. I don't even know what they're saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I was about to say. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is this the? Is this a slap league? This is this is the slap league. And then uh, here's here's uh, here's some an, uh, another clip here from the slap league. Boom! Oh, and look at this medical personnel. I it's like, why does this? Oh, oh, oh! Sorry, I was showing the wrong thing. Share this tab. I, I didn't even show it to you. Here we go. Watch this. Boom! Falls down. I mean, look, medical personnel right there. Like, the best part is, is why does that this when exist? Well, yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I saw that one with the Mohawk girl. <laughs> like she tried to get up, and then all of a sudden she just like rolled over, like she was in you know elementary. Oh gym. my god! Look at look at this part right here. When she gets up, <laughs> she gets up, and right here, like oh whoa! I mean, this <laughs> is insanity. The, the, the girl who slapped her is like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. So this is the rules of of slap league. So here we go, Mike. Who strikes first? A coin toss or seating method will get uh, elect who gets to slap or defend first. Defend. They're standing with their hands behind their back. The clock. You have 30 seconds to slap, 30 seconds to recover. Repeat. Right. Uh, weight, it's weight classes. Number of rounds depends on the format with the minimum being three. In each round, both competitors have the opportunity to deliver a single strike to their opponent's face and the obligation to receive their opponent's strike in return. Uh, KO, TKO, and points. There's fouls. You can't do clubbing, stepping, illegal windup, or delay of game. Defender fouls include flinching, so you can't flinch, blocking, and delay of game. So, like, this... You realize so, that they only win, like, $1,000 or $5,000. I, 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 I saw somewhere they said 2000 Look at this. So, you're not allowed to flinch. You have to just take that. <laughs> I mean, this is the craziest thing I feel like I've ever seen. Is this this slap league, this Dana White slap league? Especially, I mean, this one is nuts. This guy's face is already all messed up. See, this might not be the official slap league, but maybe it was based on this. I mean, look at this guy. His face is like bleeding. It's lopsided. It's just this is insane, Mike. It, it, it's 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 like trying to. Like, I don't even know. I mean, because you think about it and think, why? Wh- what, is this, what is it that makes me do this? Who's like, this really for? That- <laughs> yeah. It's like, are you that down in the dumps that you have to say, you know what? I, I got I to gotta win some cash. I'm going to go in this slap league and go against, you know, I, I like one of these world's strongest mans that have uh, an arm and a, and a hand like a basketball. Like, and they're going to slap me in the face. And who's going mean, to watch this? Why would I really want to sit there and watch that? 
Just yeah. watching two guys slap each other in the face. It's like, what are you? If, if, what are you gonna bet on it? Say, oh, I'm gonna go. For, I bet uh, there is. I bet they, that is why they're doing it. I bet is uh, yeah, so you can I, bet on it. I'm gonna go for for uh, you know yeah, I don't even I don't even know pick a name Abigail over here because Abigail has yeah. a really big hand. Like what? <laughs> Abigail has. It's the <laughs> weirdest thing, man. This is the new that new slap league. Yeah, I. You're, you're you're really bringing bottom of the barrel people out there. I mean, this person's had two assaults in their life. Okay, well, I'm going for that person. It's, okay, it's like it's unbelievable. It's, all, it's, like, it's like felons or something like it's that. It's unbelievable. I I I'm I'm <laughs> astounded by it. Uh, before we head down to the money line, let's let's hit up uh, Mike's trivia machine and see what we have in store for our sports trivia question here. It's got a new name every single year. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> All righty, so uh, let's see. All right, here we go. Okay, I'm gonna go with a Nats question today. Just a just a Thank switch God. it up on you. Okay. you know, switch it up. You know. Fans at home hate hate when I get commanders questions they're like this guy's an idiot he doesn't know anything the comments on tiktok are always like how'd you not know that you moron <laughs> well the best part is is that i'm still going to tag commanders and all that stuff yeah of course so it gets some hits anyways uh and by the way we're about to clips 1200 likes which is awesome That's love great. it love it love it hey your strawberry story got 11 likes already i'll take it Everyone's liking those strawberries. Ben and Jerry. I don't even remember what? the story that, that you're talking about. I don't <laughs> even remember. It was the festivus episode, and we were drinking. So who cares? Okay. Yeah, that's probably um, I wish you just started drinking again. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. Very short question. For the DC Sports Trivia Question of the Week. Okay. Who was the catcher for Steven Strasburg's Major League debut? Ooh. That's a great question. It is. Thank you. I did not come up with it. <sighs> Man, yeah, the catcher that was back for Steven in, I believe, in 2009. Yeah, the Pittsburgh game I was debut. At the game. Man, I don't like the first name that pops into my head is like is is Wilson Ramos, but was it was he even on the team at that point in 2009, or was that, was that was, what 14 years ago, 13 years ago? Yeah, or was he on there later than that? That seems close to 14 years ago. That seems early. I feel Jesus. like. It also could be just kind of like one of those like Jose Lobatone, like kind of like <laughs> no name type guys that was just right. like around. Jose, man, Lobotone. that's such a good question though because um, that is like one of the things. Like I remember the day I watched the game. Everybody watched the game. Like it was oh, such yeah. an exciting, momentous thing. But you, you, you don't really remember the catcher for it. This um, is the infamous uh, game <laughs> that my mom got asked in line by the news crew. Uh, what she had in store and what she was looking forward to in the game. And she right. said, I just want them all to do well. And I said, Mom, this is your shiny it's moment. A <laughs> you, it's a great you, line. You, 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 you stopped. Man. I'm trying to like go back in my mind. I mean, I don't think it was Pudge. I think he was uh, earlier than that. Um, who else? Who was some of our other catchers? I mean, Wilson was just here and the guy for so long. I mean, I guess... I, but I don't think Wilson Ramos caught his debut. But I, I got nobody better. I got nothing better. I, I'll just have to go with Wilson Ramos. I'm not I'm not loving that guess, but I'll I'll just have to go with it. Incorrect. Incorrect. Yeah, I figured. I figured Incorrect. that. Um, if you recall, which I know you're gonna slap yourself for man, this. This is gonna be embarrassing. If you recall, for Steven Strasburg's at least, I I believe this person was only there for one year. Ivan Rodriguez caught every single so it one was Pudge. of Steven Strasburg. And I even game. said it. I even said Pudge, and I 
I should I should have gone with Pudge. Uh, that was they, my they, second option. Damn. They had Ivan Rodriguez catch every single one of his games because they knew that um, he could call. Yeah, the makes right complete game sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean the Which logic is there. That was just that was just a fumble on my part. That was a Dak Prescott pick on my part. It was a Mark Sanchez butt fumble. Uh, it was a butt fumble. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, Good let's, question, though. Good question. It was a great question. I, that, I, I'm, I thought you were going to hit that right on the. I, right I on really should have. I really should have. It's. I'm getting old. My brain is mush. Uh, Hashtag commanders. There we go. Uh, <laughs> let's move into the money line sponsored by our friends at DraftKings. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. If you're not a new customer, you can f- feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot in an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. We got some big games. We'll be giving our picks here in a moment, talking about uh, what we're thinking for the weekend. So tag along with our picks or not. Uh, Probably not with mine. Probably tag along with Mike. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DCCROSSOVER. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championship and get 200 in free bets instantly. This is only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DCCROSSOVER. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Please see the show notes for details. Again, big thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook, the official betting partner of DC crossover uh all right picks of the week i already mentioned that i think the eagles are going to take down the 49ers so that is my lock uh got get the eagles at minus two and a half love that uh and then i mean this is obviously going to be a close game i wouldn't be surprised if this spread moves but right now as of this morning it was Bengals plus one against the chiefs as dogs so yeah i'll 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 take that i think the Bengals are playing real good football right now i'll definitely take the Bengals plus one for my dog against the chiefs but we'll see if that changes it might end up being a pick or something like that so right right honestly i'm gonna go and kind of go a little opposite of you uh, my lock is going to be Bengals money line. Okay. I'm going straight up Bengals money line. What are we going to do when NFL season's done for the money line? It's like, uh, what are we, what are we going to be betting on at that point? I, I guess no. Uh, 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 XFL. Oh, there you go. Okay, okay. Right, we're not going to know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, the, the Rattlers. I think the Rattlers, isn't it? No, the ra- that's like a that's like an arena football league or oh, something. Okay. Well, no, I'm, they, I'm no, more the, of an arena guy. Yeah. yeah uh, okay. All right. There you go. The, the uh, L.A. Kiss. I don't know if it's still around. That was a great show for about a season. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so my lock again, Bengals money line. I think the Bengals can take down them. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, they've beat them three straight times, and their offense is awesome. And I don't think the Chiefs' defense is that great, to be honest with you, except for Chris Jones. Um. So you're looking at that. I think that wins them the game outright because especially yeah. now you're looking at Mahomes and Mahomes is probably going to be banged up. He has a high ankle sprain. Agreed. Um, you know that guy's hopping around and Jackson Mahomes is up there and they didn't show him, but I saw him on TikTok again. You don't think Chad um, Henney's going to lead this team to? Okay. Yeah, Chad Henney's going to have a you know, a loss just like he did against App State back in the day. Yeah. Mike Hart. Uh, it's been around so, forever. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, looking at uh, my dog, I'm going with the Niners. I think the Niners okay. are going to beat them. Uh, plus two and a half for that. Honestly, I would like to raise it up a point and go plus three and a half. Um, but obviously, we're just going with straight betting lines right now. So plus two and a half for the Niners. I think the Niners, honestly, I think their defense is probably I mean, because the, the Eagles didn't play them this year. 
So you're looking at it and saying the Eagles haven't seen their defense. Nick Bosa is is on fire. Like I said, Fred Warner had had a great pick uh, against a terrible Cowboys uh, quarterback uh, who is in this title. Um, but <clears throat> you're looking at it just saying overall, I think that the Niners' defense is something that the Eagles really haven't seen. Now the Eagles, yes, they had an easy game against the Giants. The Giants were predicted to go last, and they don't have any wide receivers. I mean, they got guys that they they found, you know, at a high school field, and they just signed them. You know, I never even heard of Richie James Jr. Hey, I mean, don't I, knock our JJ. Come on. Our, all right. I, I like how you took forever to say it. <laughs> I was to get the like Richie right James Jr. Right? Yeah, <laughs> R J J. I just don't think they've been challenged. I think that Brock Purdy is going to go in there and do just enough, just like he did against the Cowboys. Go in there, maybe throw for two, two fifteen, something like that. Not too, not too much. Maybe get a touchdown and lean on McCaffrey. Hopefully he's healthy, uh, and also Debo Samuel and so on and so forth. So we'll see it. But I think Elijah Mitchell. I think Kyle Shanahan is going to try to dial up a lot of run game and just dial down the clock and make sure that his guys are on the field on offense a lot more than the Eagles are and kind of do an old-school commanders-type game like we've seen this year, uh, how you dominate the running game and basically don't ask your quarterback to do too much. So I'm going with the Niners plus 2.5. Those are our Moneyline picks sponsored by the great folks at DraftKings as we end another episode, 140 of these in the books. Ooh. We will be back next week. Talk. We'll talk a little bit more about the state of the Washington Wizards. We'll uh, maybe check we'll get in. Pudge on, on the show. Pudge is coming on the show. Yeah, yeah. Pudge will be hopping on here with us. Uh, <laughs> we'll be checking in on uh, any other kind of Nats offseason news and things like that, as well, of course, talking about the NFL games as we get closer and closer to the Super Bowl. And we'll definitely be talking about uh, Super Bowl snacks and such, too, I'm sure. Uh, Besides that, follow us on social media at the DC Crossover and at Surround16 on TikTok, DC Crossover Podcast. And, uh, yeah, YouTube channel as well. If you're just listening to the audio version, you got to go check out the YouTube version. We put up clips and all this different stuff up there. Now, we're fancy, so check it out, uh, the YouTube channel. Besides that, Fancy like Applebee's. John Z, Fancy Like Applebee's. And then my favorite song, uh, the Burger King one, the like Whopper, Whopper, Chicken Whopper. (laughs) The commercial? Yeah, the commercial. Yeah, It's the best one. Uh, That song's been in my head forever. Uh, Speaking of songs in our head, John Z, take us out, big boy.